try to stay positive about most things. I'm nowhere close to what Scott Chance is when it comes to positivity, but social media is an area where I do have a hard time looking at the positives of it. But of course, he's doing that. Good morning, Scott. Hi, how you doing? I'm good, thank you. <laughs> good. Yeah, it does feel like that, right? Like every time we talk about social media, people are really quick to dive it's, in on how terrible it is. It's hard for me these days in particular to see what the positives are. I mean, it's particularly like the Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg thing and all the Just political stuff we have going the, on. The politicization, the, the angry people. It's really hard to see the fact that, you know, we'd rather obsess about things online. I see so many people crossing the street, looking at their phone, yeah. not engaging people, walking their dogs, people walking their children in strollers and too busy looking at their phones. And I wonder what is the, what is good has come of this? No, you're, you're absolutely right. And all of that is true. And in so many ways, social media has like given safety to people who otherwise wouldn't get involved in the conversation. True, they have this true. safety to like say yes. all this bad stuff, but is there potentially an upside to social media? And I, I think that there is Simi. Um, I spoke with Shelly Craig. She is the Canadian research chair in sexual and gender minority youth. She's done a ton of research into this topic, specifically with some of our most vulnerable youth here in Canada. Have a listen to what she says. So both can in fact exist. There is a reason we are all on social, many of us are on social media, and there is a reason that adolescents are also on social media and queer adolescents specifically, right? So I think that it's just important to take into consideration that there is sort of nuance. And you are right, the sort of what I, what I label, have labeled the fear rhetoric, right? Which is a set around social media, which is essentially that it's all harmful, particularly to adolescents. It's applied more to adolescents than any other population, which I think is interesting. But um, the fear rhetoric in many ways is really easy for us to understand and comprehend, right? And that's mm -hmm. a lot of where the research is. It's primarily on cyberbullying, and it's much easier to embrace. But I feel like it's, based on my research, it's an example of essentially what is like our homophobic and transphobic society, because it invisibilizes um, the experiences, it really erases the experiences of LGBT youth. What I found as I was working specifically with LGBT youth, to us LGBTQ youth, of course, depending on where you are, there are different ac acronyms, sure. as you know. Yeah. And what I was seeing specifically was that um, they, LGBT youth were using it pretty extensively. So a lot of the kids that I was working with were using it extensively. And I started to understand social media for our queer young people was providing very different experiences and benefits than what we were seeing reflected in kind of this fear rhetoric around social media. So LGBT youth consistently feel safer, and this is still true, online than offline. LGBT youth have talked about social media being their home, their family, it's kept them alive. It's built their resilience. It's given them hope. Um, and it's so the benefits are quite astounding. And, and essentially what they are saying is that it's really been a place that they can, um, and, you know, some of them even credit social media with, with the, their connections on social media, not social media itself. Sure. Their connections on social media as saving their lives. Let's talk about parenting. How do we integrate social media in a healthy way as parents? First, we want to recognize that it, it is challenging, right? It's particularly challenging to talk 
to young people about social media, it's almost like the conversation that you might have, you know, with your adolescent young person about sex, right? It's really hard for parents to do. So I just want to recognize that that is not easy. A couple of things often come to mind, but thinking critically, right? So not embracing this kind of fear rhetoric, but also like questioning. I think something that's important is questioning our assumptions about social media, right? Because we may have seen, you know, a news article about it that's usually mapped onto this fear rhetoric, right? Mm -hmm. Or something that is, that makes us nervous because we want to protect our children, of course, right? But social media doesn't create, but really reflects what is happening in our society. It's what already exists, right? So it's really important to be able to, I think, talk to your child about social media use like you can talk about your own use and maybe share that with them, but starting to talk about that instead of like a lot of parents, understandably take the phone away because it's the piece. It's the thing that seems most important to our young people, right. but for particularly for our queer young people, I will say it, it can be a critical connection, right? It could be life-saving. So wow. we don't necessarily want to do that. Can we be curious and really talk to our child or a young person about, okay, tell me what's interesting to you about this you know what is it that you're looking on at social media help me learn right i'll make jokes about being older right totally <laughs> yep so show me what's show me what's interesting now and it can actually strengthen the relationship because you understand your child a little bit more but then they're more likely to kind of keep that line of communication open because you're not approaching it in this sort of dichotomous all or nothing way you're you can say hey i'm worried i hear all these things about social media and just starting to have that conversation with them so that they feel like because you've laid the groundwork for them to talk to you about social media in a way that isn't going to hopefully um, mean that, you know, you're taking the phone away or, or whatever. Obviously, parents have to make important decisions, but so that they can come and discuss things with you. Right. So that yeah. I think is pretty important that 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 communication, I think, is key. And I recognize that it's hard. But it can also, I've seen it strengthen parenting relationships. That's Shelley Craig. She's a professor at University of Toronto and the Canadian Research Chair in Sexual and Gender Minority Youth. And you know what I love about the way she says that, Simi? It, it, she's addressing it like, my kids are going to be on social media. Right. So there's no point in trying to pretend that it's not going to happen. So let's try to find a way to make it as positive as we can. I agree. However, I also believe that this there's a younger generation that will there will be a backlash eventually. Hopefully. That there will be a generation that says, I am so tired of seeing every on their phone. I'm not going to do what my parents did. And so I, everything always comes full circle. I hope you're right, but then there'll just be something else. Something <laughs> probably even worse, right? <laughs> AI, mind reading, who knows? All right. All right. Thank, thank you for that, Scott. Yeah, you got that, it. That was great.